Let's do a Danielle mic check. What do we got? How do I sound? You sound great. sure what our topic is but we're gonna go with it david do you know what we're talking about yes all right here we go i know what the topic is but i'm gonna talk about something else we all revert to our natural state hello and welcome to another potentially useful episode of the tcap sloop podcast my name is larry burden and joining this three ring circus she's not too mccool for school it's danielle brostrom yeah i did that the base baron of the Barry Sachs. It's the technologist, David Noller. And she's having to add another wing to her house to hold all her kiddos' well-deserved end-of-the-year awards. It's Steffi Light. <laughs> I thought you were going to say books, Larry. Book- that, that would <laughs> that be would, accurate. That would, that would apply as well. Before we break out the beach towels and lather on the SPF 50, let's bask in, the mo- <laughs> in another moment of zen. Let us be grateful to the people who make us happy. They are the charming gardeners who make our souls blossom. So before we get started, first of all, I want to thank you guys for another great year of the TCAPS Loop podcast. We just finished our fifth year, by the way, our fifth year of podcasting silliness. And I'm grateful for your shared wisdom, thoughtfulness, and friendship. I really do appreciate it. It's uh, it's it's really been a joy these last five years. So thanks, everyone. Thank you, Larry, for all that you do to make this sound so amazing. From You take the soup that we give you, and you come up with this amazing thing. Better soup. A rich stew, if you will. <laughs> thanks, everyone. Contrary to popular belief, edu- educators rarely take the summer off. I know we all take the idea of being lifelong learners pretty seriously, so... The question posed for today's episode, and this is going to be a surprise for Steffi, is what are your learning goals for the summer? What what, what are your big summer plans uh, to grow and develop um, as an educator or just as a person? Who wants to start us off? And was that anything close to what David's going to talk about? You'll have to wait and find out. (laughs) All right. I can start. I'm really excited to dive. Well, I mean... Other than Wired TC, I feel like I need to remind everyone that Wired TC is happening in person this year. So you can register now, wiredtc.net. Great sessions provided by my two podcast fellow hosts. They will be there and um, you should go too. But other than that, what would the kind that date of, be, by the way? There's a date for it? What? <laughs> yeah, just maybe. Maybe I should say that August 16th, which is a Tuesday this year. And that is a change for us. So we're excited. Personally, I need to do some work on UDL, which is universal design for learning. You know how a little embarrassed to admit this, but you know, how when you're in a meeting with a bunch of really, really smart people in your field and they start throwing around this thing And you kind of on the side, take a little pen and a piece of paper and you say, I need to explore more about this. That was UDL for me. I feel like what I know about UDL and what I need to know um, are very different. So with this universal design for learning, what I've gotten so far is it really, it kind of is everything we talk about with choice and voice in the classroom and um, making sure that you are meeting the needs of all of your students with whatever they bring. There's also an equity piece of it that I'm really interested in finding out more about. So David Stuffy, do you have any 
experience with UDL? What do you know? Um, I've got some resources that I'm going to dig through, but. I feel like I am a little bit in the same boat. Like I know a little tiny bit about it. I like the structure that it gives a design, especially as I'm looking at library spaces. But I know that there is a lot to it that I don't know. I think perhaps this has come under different umbrella terms. And maybe it's now called universal design for learning when maybe it used to be called something else. And when I look at the framework, it's a lot of what we've already talked about as goals for how we try to get our kids engaged through um, like technology mediated experiences and things. It involves that kind of voice and choice that we've talked about so much in the past, but it also includes things like giving them opportunities to demonstrate like a self-guiding um, modality where they, they're in charge of, their, of how they move forward through a lesson or they're in charge of how they uh, participate in it. Um, so it puts some a, a extra level of responsibility and ownership on the student in a good way. And this is something that I've been looking at lately, especially because I'm going to be teaching freshmen in the fall. And whereas I can play it a little bit more fast and loose with my juniors and seniors um, who already have some of that developed skill in terms of self-guided uh, behavior and self-directed learning when I can have them on something for a longer period of time, I feel like with my freshmen, I'm going to really have to dig into some of these principles in order to have effective use of that time where I am building my lessons to avoid distraction, you know, to sort of build it in such a way that they are less likely to have an opportunity to get, if you want to call it off track, we can say that. So it's age-appropriate age or learner-appropriate uh, lesson planning as opposed to, as you were saying, as, um, as learners get older, they become a little more self-directed and self-motivated. You can play a little more fast and loose. But I would assume at your uh, level, Danielle, the level of structure needs to be much, much higher so that the students feel safe in their learning environment. I think what really intrigues me about this, the, the UDL things that I've seen so far, though, is what it can bring for kids who need something a little different. We're talking about accessibility. I, I don't think we've done enough work in that realm I think being able to make sure that all our learners can participate in something that's meaningful and something that's challenging and something that where the tech doesn't get in the way. Like, I think the more we can live in that world of accessibility, the better. That's a lot of my learning this summer. I'm going to be spending some time on the cast.org website. Um, they're kind of the ones that brought UDL forward. And then I got this uh, awesome book from Melcat. You can't see it because it's a podcast, but it's called Equity by Design, Delivering on the Power and Promise of UDL. And it's been a really nice introduction so far. Again, through Melcat, which is an amazing resource if you don't know about Melcat. And I think that um, that idea of equity and inclusion and accessibility is promoted through UDL because of the emphasis on offering a variety of ways to interact with the material and a variety of ways for the students to express their learning. So it plays to the students' strengths and it, you know, it's a way to avoid the students' weaknesses at the same time. 
Do you feel as though our level of maturity as a educational institution regarding technology, that maybe this is the natural natural next stage in development? For instance, our, our staff members and our coaches, you know, you guys are competent and versed enough and there's enough native uh, technology users that we're less focused on getting people ramped up in their just functioning in the digital environment that you, now you can actually go and and make those lessons um, more robust and more appropriate for a wider swath of, of user. You know, I would say five years ago, I don't think this would have been, maybe it should have been a conversation because we could have been designing appropriately all the, all along, but really I don't think we had enough competency to even know that we should. I agree with that. I'm already sharing some resources to teachers who are going to be redesigning their LMS this summer. If you're going to be designing it anyways, here are five things that you can do to help make your courses more accessible to all kids. I think it's that proactivity too. You're really thinking designing for the most the, the most users and the most accessibility on the forefront versus trying to fit that in after the fact. Backfilling is always more difficult for sure. That's a big thing to to chew on. I don't think that's a summer project. <laughs> that is much more than a summer project. I know, for sure. But again, I'm being brave because sitting in that meeting with all the really smart people and having them talk about it and realizing that I just don't know enough about it to be able to interact in that space. So I'm operating in that space where, you know, I'm looking at it as something that I need because I'm going to be teaching freshmen and uh, this will be the first time I've taught freshmen. I've taught uh, every other level at the high school level, 10th, 11th, and 12th, um, AP Lit, Mythology, the list goes on and on, but I've never had freshmen, except for maybe a few like in my mythology class. And as this is a new animal that I'm going to be confronted with, this idea of UDL as a strategy for creating that accessibility and equity and really planning to increase engagement and decrease you know, if you want to call it distraction, that's really important to me. And I'm almost in, I don't want to say panic mode, but, (laughs) but uh, I got to get this done by fall. So, so with that, David, what else is is that your primary focus uh, for the summer? Yeah, I have to focus on the instructional stuff, but the nice thing is as I learn, and this is, this has always been how I've done my my work with uh, technology throughout my career, as I learn something new, that goes out. As I learn something new that I can apply in my classroom, I send that out to the other teachers that I work with. Yeah, it's going to be a focus that is, for me, f- centered on developing my my own personal class, but it's also something that's going to allow me to communicate what I learned to the rest of the secondary teachers that I work with. So summer for me is a chance to do a lot more reading. And one thing I'm excited. Is that actually really possible? It (laughs) is because I'm actually really behind, really behind in my reading. But I'm in a couple different book studies that I'm excited about. And one is um, around a book called uh, The Gift of Story and looking at the power of story from different angles haven't read it yet, haven't gotten it, but um, I'm excited about the discussions on how we frame some of our intentional choices with read-alouds in the libraries as well as in the classrooms. I am participating as an adult uh, reader in the Tattle Summer Library Challenge, 
because I want to. And I really want to try out Beanstack, which is the reading program they are using. Um, so I, I'm kind of just want to be a tester and see, because I think there could be some applications for something like Beanstack in our schools. So I'll be from the ed tech side exploring it with that analysis in mind. And over the summer, a big I co-chair the Myself in Books list, and we have that list done by the end of August. So that takes a lot of my uh, summer reading is pretty planned for that. So Steffi, The Gift yeah. of Story, who's the author? John Shu. How do I know that name? Um, he was, I think he was the ambassador. He's good friends with Colby Sharp. Uh, but he was the youth, amb- I think he was the youth ambassador for Scholastic at some point. He was a librarian, but I think he's like consulting. But yes, he's amazing. Nice. Uh, very big champion for all things children's lit. So I'm really excited to get into it. I also signed up for a an AASL conference in 2015. I attended a session about the art in Caldecott books and all the ways that like the Caldecott committee will look at a book to decide how it is awarded the Caldecott. But anyway, it was a great session. And the two people who did that session are doing an online class. So I'm going to do a deep dive into the art in picture books. And I'm excited about that. That's like combining uh, your research for your job and pure joy for Steffi. That's great. That's a, yes, it is. a beautiful thing right there. So Danielle, do you have any, is uh, any other uh, McCall duties that you're having to, uh, <laughs> that you've added to your plate this summer? No, just continuing with the typical board stuff and planning a really great McCall conference for 2023. So excited That's that you're it. getting to do that this year. That's so sweet. Me too. So what are we doing for fun? We want to be well-balanced lifelong learners. Well, I'm excited about this adult uh, reading challenge that Steffi mentioned. I'm going to have to look that up because that's kind of what I do all summer. Um, I just, I read all year anyway, but it's extra good when I can go to the beach and do it in my zero gravity chair and listen to the water and do that. Uh, And then I'm playing in um, three bands this summer, the NMC concert band, the Benzie community band and the Dune brothers, which is like a rock and blues band. Are you performing anywhere that we that we can come see? Yep. The Benzie Community Band plays every Wednesday somewhere, uh, starting <laughs> June 28th, I think. Uh, Beulah, Frankfurt, um, Benzonia, Empire, we're all around over there. And then the Dune Brothers play July 28th at Lake Ann Brewing Company, and then also in September there, and then Northport, in the fall as well during their con- summer concert series. And then add on all of the other summer things, going to the beach, paddleboarding, taking my dogs places. I'm going up to see Gracie at Michigan Tech, et cetera, et cetera. I really, I get the most out of my summer. Work hard, play hard. Anybody else for the good of, good of the order on, on their enjoyable summer adventures? I'm playing in a pickleball tournament. Fantastic. And I can't wait. That sounds great. Super Be fun. Careful. My, one of my friends, who's a saxophone player, was playing pickleball and reached up for a high ball and fell backwards, and she put both her hands out and broke both her wrists. Oh. So be I think careful. I heard about that. I'll be careful. Don't do that. How about you, Danielle? I love the outdoors, and I love the beach, and I love the water. 
but I have a little bit of anxiety with being on the boat. Uh, We have a vintage 1984 little boat that we co-bought with some friends of ours from college. And um, this summer, I am going to learn how to drive it. I'm going to learn how to get it out of the launch thing. I'm going to learn. See, I can't even, I just call it the launch thing. I'm going to learn how to get it out of the launch thing. And I'm going to learn how to navigate it and feel confident navigating it. So that way I can be taking the kids out more often on my own while my husband is working. I think that's important for for myself. So I'm going to learn how to drive a boat. That sounds great. Awesome. <laughs> Are you going to do the whole backing into the launch, the, the whole nine yards, or somebody else going to be doing the backing in? Uh, no, <laughs> I, we don't back in, Larry. We just drive in really slowly so that it goes where it's supposed to. Are you supposed to back in? Wait, you have to back up a boat too? I'm going to learn how to drive a boat forward. You have to back up the truck, <laughs> truck. The trailer attached to it. Oh, no, 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 no. We have it in a launch in the water. Oh, okay, okay. I just have to learn how to, I just have to spin the wheel thingy. Okay. Push the boat Shortly. out. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a different on the shorelander. Come on, John and I almost got divorced when we owned a camper trying to back that thing up. So no backing trucks hey, up. That's gonna be that's awesome. Great. Thanks. Boats are awesome. Hopefully, I see you guys sound so busy, and I'm like, I hope you guys get some like downtime, some level of relaxation. Actually, David sounds like he's gonna relax. Steffi's just going to I read. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Kind of, kind of what's, which, which changes really nothing. It's kind of just the same all the way through. Steffi, I can drive you around the lake while you read if you want. Ooh, I like that. Yes, please. I'm continuing uh, on with my book club that I've been in for now, something like five years. And we read a book a month and then I read two to three more, but it's all fiction. I don't, I don't do a lot of uh, professional reading in the summertime. It's all fiction that I've always wanted to catch up on. I just read The Martian Chronicles and Foundation, Ray Bradbury oh, wow. and Isaac Asimov. Never read them before. I'd read maybe short stories from The Martian Chronicles, but uh, never read them before and finally found them and went, now's the time. So I did it. How well have they aged? Wonderfully. The Martian Chronicles is so timely and so about today. I was frankly stunned at how relevant it still is in terms of like environmental content, in terms of how people get along with each other and what happens when people have conflict. Excellent. Turns out that Ray Bradbury guy had, had some, had some ideas. All right. Hey, do we have a tech tool of the week? Larry, I don't think we need a tech tool of the week. Go outside, go play wherever you live, find something amazing to do. IPR live Amazing concerts outdoors all summer in really cool locations like the Dairy Lodge. Just get I'm outside. I'm a big, big fan of the uh, Burdickville uh, Laker Shakes. Uh, little Dairy Queen out there. Very big fan. Got to go out there. Serve Moomer's ice cream. Get the waffle cone. Cherry's Moobly. Mm. It's just an excuse to go out to that side, to, to M22, really, is what it is. Oh, here's one for you. This is a, a complete local thing. I just found this out. Glen Lake Schools. I'm going to give some props to Glen Lake Schools. If you've never been to their playground, the playground at Glen Lake Schools, oh my goodness. I I heard about it and I'm like, okay, it's a playground. You know, I've seen new playgrounds and oh no, oh no, this is a, this is a whole different, whole different thing. 
Yeah. I think it's an award. It's, it's won awards. Uh, they got, they ended up getting some grant, but it is, it is special. So it's a destination. Thank you for that. All right. Uh, in closing, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TCAPS Loop. At Brostrom DA. At Steffi Light. At Technologist. All right. Rate and review or subscribe and subscribe. Uh, to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, TuneIn, Pocket Cast, Downcast, Overcast, or wherever else you get your ear candy. Thanks for listening and inspiring. Have a great summer, everyone. Get your vitamin D in. Stock up on the vitamin D.